Nice to return here. We uh, began our rural uh, Polish annual retreats in this location years ago. It's nice to return, see some of the developments. And it's certainly a beautiful um, part of the Polish countryside. <clears throat> Almost feel at home here. And <clears throat> my thanks to the devotees who have helped us to by providing this uh, facility here. It's the first time we've been um, holding programs in this particular building. Bakuntadas, Bakuntadev, Bakuntadas, Kijai. So um, I'll just say a few words tonight. And maybe ask for questions, but a few words about my visit thus far this year. It's just been very nice. I was fortunate to meet with uh, devotees twice in Breslav, in the house of uh, Krishna Karnam and Namarasa. Both the first, the, the first night we arrived, and we means. My dear God, brother Agni Dev Babaji, Das Baba, here on my right, who's famous, whose voice is famous here in in Poland, and here he is in person. So I hope you'll take advantage of this good company, as the devotees have been thus far. And um, we also means Shriman um, Padmanabha Maharaj who is um, traveling in Europe and South America, the United States, and who's been um, hearing from me for about 10 years, studying, and and um, we're happy to have him here. should take advantage of this association. He's a very qualified uh, sannyasi. <coughs> And um, we had the good opportunity to visit Sadhu Bhavan. Hmm? Sadhu Bhavan is a place outside of Warsaw, also in the Polish countryside. And there, some of you may know, Vanamali Das has established a kutir and place for hosting sadhus. And the resident host, resident sadhu who is hosted there, of course, is Sripad Krishna Chetra Maharaj, my American god brother who is more European than American, <laughs> I would say, after so many years of being in Europe. And he seems to like Poland. So <coughs> he was very nice to come and meet with me last year in Krakow. We spent a couple of days together, and this year he invited me to Sadhu Bhavan. One of the features of Sadhu Bhavan is that he has a big guest book, so he asked everyone to write something in the guest book. He must have asked me three or four times to write something in the guest book. So I'll tell a little bit. I won't tell everything that I wrote there, but the presiding deity there is Swami Jagannath. 
Swami Jagannath is, is very um, special there because he has been uh, crafted, if you will, in the um, likeness of the uh, Jagannath deities in Sriranga Puri, Sriranga. Sriranga is the spiritual capital of the Sri Sampradaya, otherwise known and appropriately so by its principal exponent in historical time, Sriman Ramanuja Charja. You may know that Chaitanya Dev, he, upon arriving in Jagannath Puri, shortly thereafter, after converting the whole city, he left for South India. Ostensibly, he left for preaching in South India and another another external reason and an internal reason. As a sannyasi, of course, it was his dharma to travel and uh, so ostensibly to preach and uh, Gosamishi Krishnas Kaviraj depicts his departure with the chanting in a broad way of Krishna Nam Krishna 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 Keshava Krishna Keshava Krishna Keshava Pahimam Ram Raghava Ram Raghava Ram Raghava Rakshamam so this is a very broad conception of the name and um, of course there are many Ram Bhaktas in South India Raghupati Ram Ram Chandra and um, he met with some of them some of them he converted some of them he paid respect to their unconvertible bhav who had attained a place of no return and to that he bowed Hmm. Uh, but it was difficult for him to leave given the sentiments of the devotees and he came up with an argument that softened their hearts and that was that I need to find my brother you see, they were very much a family. This was Nimai Pandit. Somehow in madness he had taken sannyas. And on his way to Vrindavan, he was tricked to return back to Shantipur, the house of Advaita. And there his mother came. And after taking sannyas, before all the devotees, he placed himself in the hands of his mother. Given their sense of uh, despair at the idea of their hometown hero and intimate friend, Nimai Pandit is not a name filled with Aishwarya. This is a name that Vishwambar Mishra, a nickname given to him by Sita Takorani, a name to keep away ghosts. Mm-hmm. Protect him, mm-hmm. and a name 
corresponding with the with the with the neem tree under which he was born. So there's no Aishwarya in his name. Navadvip. This is the goal of Gaudiya Vaishnava to enter into Navadvip. We have to go, however, in a roundabout way to get there. So when Mahaprabhu took sannyas, he became Shri Krishna Chaitanya. That's a big name. Full of Aishwarya and meaning Vedanta, Chaitanya, Krishna Chaitanya. And so, surrounded by all of his associates who had come to Shantipur, to Dwaita's house, his mother there, he felt, what have I done? He was only 25 years old, 24. And, um, well, he placed himself in his mother's hand, as you know, and said, well, whatever you say, Mom, that was what I'll do. So, what kind of sannyasi is that? <laughs> mother knows best. So his sannyas was a was a little bit artificial. Taktva Taktva Sudus Chadisarip Chataraj Lakshmim. Dharmishta Arya Vachasava Yaragod Aranya Mayamrigam. Doi to Ipsitaman Madhavad. Bondi Mahapurushati. Charanadavindam Vande Mahapurushate Charanadavindam Srimad Bhagavata ki jai Kali Yugavatar Mahaprabhu ki jai This is the out, outside of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu He took sannyas to distribute the Nam Dharma to chase after us He gave up Raj Lakshmi Vishnu Priya he had everything. Hmm. Hometown hero. But for us, Mayamrigam Daitaipsitamanvadhavad. For us he went into the forest, means he took sannyas. For those who are bound by Maya, he was with his associates. Gaurus Krishna himself. He cannot be anyone else. He cannot be any other avatar. It's not possible. If you admit to the divinity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, like some people in the Ramanuja Sampradaya, which we're talking about, in the Sri Sampradaya, they admit oh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is avatar. Hmm. But their theological thinking does not go so far as to say, oh, he's Krishna himself. But he cannot be an avatar of Krishna and not be Krishna himself. Why is that? He must be avatari, because the avatari, Swami Bhagavan, Sri Krishna, he has, there's many reasons, but I'll give you one. He has four qualities that even Narayan does not possess. Lila Madhurya, Rupa Madhurya, Venu Madhurya, and Prema Madhurya. So this Prema Madhurya, this is only the concern of Krishna. Varaha is not interested in Radha's love for Krishna. Hmm? Shringa Maharaj might be, Shringadev might be a little interested from a distance. 
he's a special person. But Kurma, Braha, Matsya, this is not their, their concern. But this apparent avatar, if we accept him as I say, as such, his only interest is in this Brahma Madhurya and the Lila Madhurya, the Rupa Madhurya, the Guna Madhurya, Venu Madhurya, excuse me, of uh, Krishna. The Prema Madhurya in particular, he wants to taste the full measure of Prem. He's Rasraj, but he doesn't know at, some, at, at the height of the Brajlila whether he is really fit to wear the crown of the Raj of Rasa, having realized that Radha knows a measure and extent of rasa that is unknown to him. How can he rightfully be the king then of rasa? So he has to undergo an existential crisis. Who am I? Everyone worships me, but I find her worshipable. I cannot tell the world that. I will turn the religious world upside down. But he's very clever, so with introspection he could understand. There is something in me that makes her that way. What makes her attracted to me is something that was is in with within me that she can experience from her vantage point that I cannot. And indirectly, that aspect of myself is driving me mad. To taste that. I'm driven to taste that. So I must go th- somehow take her position. He cannot suddenly take Radha's position in the middle of the Brajlila. No, he, now we're meeting the limits of the Brajlila. Mm-hmm. You have to break the limits and and thus uh, Gorlila. But Gorlila, you understand in this way, it is it is Krishna Lila. Mm-hmm. It is the extension of Krishna Leela whereby Krishna can fulfill with the blessing of Radha his ambition to uh, taste what she is tasting and to rightfully make the claim I am Rasaraj. Therefore we have Gaur Rasaraj. <laughs> Through Gaur this is uh, this is realized. So it's not uh, not a small thing, the Gorlila. Right? It is the fountain, Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami says, from which rivers flowing in all directions of Krishna Lila pour out. First the giver, then the gift. Gore is the giver. Krishna Lila is, is the gift. And if we look deeply into Krishna Leela, what do we find? We find Gaur Leela. Hmm. Right? So, he is Abhutari. Hmm. And Vrindavan and Namadvi, they're one and same. Hmm. Extension of Braj, down that is Namadvi. And there, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was residing intimately. Hmm? There he is 
Nimai Pandit. And Nimai Pandit, in a moment of madness, has become a sannyasi and created a distance between himself and his family of friends, extended family. So he places himself in the hands of his mother, who makes a wise decision and uh, preserves his sannyas, but rather than sanctioning his travel to Adanya, Brindaranya, forest of Brinda, sends him to Jagannath Puri, which is close enough that there can be, there, because of the commerce between Nadia and and Jagannath Puri, there can be news about him. Devotees can come and visit, and so on and so forth. So there he is, Sri Krishna Chaitanya, in Jagannath Puri, and now he's going to go south. They cannot refuse him, but it's hard for him to leave, given their affection. But he has some reasons for going. He posits one reason that makes it that makes sense to them. I have to find my brother. Oh yes, you have to find your brother. That makes sense. That is our Nimai Pandit. He's still there, inside, speaking. Oh yes, for that you must must go. And of course. Uh, the third and internal reason was that without asking permission of his Diksha Guru, he had to follow his heart and get the Raghumarg Siksha from Roy Ramananda. <laughs> he couldn't send him an email and say, I'd like to go. <laughs> yeah. That is a good thing, a formality, that is a good thing. But Guru means is is our own heart manifesting before us, speaking in such a way that it touches our heart and, and articulates in a way that we could not our own feelings. And as you know, the Bhagwat itself mentions that um, not from one guru alone. Gaudiya's have very much embraced this idea. And with that, this concept of the Siksha Guru has been emphasized in Gaudiya Sampradaya, like it hasn't been emphasized anywhere else or even the term used. It's not found in the Puranas, Siksha Guru, the Upanishads, the Bhagavad Gita. It's not found even in the Bhagavatam directly. It's, uh, and it's kind of a, you know, it brings to the, this family idea a little bit. To the, you're the father, you have uncle, uncles. So, of course, Mahababu is enriched by his conversation with Rai Ramananda. And he went on for a little preaching. One of the places he went to, as we're saying, was Sri Rangam. Hmm. The capital of the uh, Sri Vaishnavas there, he converted the head priest, hmm. Venkatabhata and his wife and their son Gopalbhata and uh, Gopalbhata's uncle, Prabodhananda Saraswati. Hmm. 
while he was there, it is said, that he, with his own hands he carved a likeness of the Jagannath deities that he was worshipping in Jagannath Puri. And so in Sadhu Bhavan, as I, I wrote in, his, in the guest book, that here in Sadhu Bhavan, Swami Jagannath presides. Hmm? But he's a very special Swami Jagannath. Hmm? Looks a little different than Jagannath and Jagannath Puri, but you can recognize him. Hmm? And crafted with the bhava and feeling in, in viraha bhav, in separation by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. But I didn't write this in, a, in the book, but I told Maharaj I have need your address because I have something for Swami Jagannath I have to send to him. Do you know Gopati? 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 Gopati lives at Audarya. Audarya is my Sadhu Bhavan in California, Northern California. <laughs> One day, I was coming down the stairs. This is in, we live in the forest. I mean, really in the forest. And it's very secluded. And um, so I looked out the window, and there was a peacock. I thought, where did that peacock come from? So I came down, and I tried to think, maybe we tried to invite him in somehow. But he had his mind of his own. And it so happened that he decided to stay there. He's never left. He's a, he's a, he lives there, along with our cows and cats and dogs and so forth. So, obviously now you know what is the gift I will send to Jagannath Swami. Because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he saw Jagannath Swami, he saw him wearing a peacock feather. This is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's vision. It doesn't show up, they don't decorate him like that typically in the temple. Jagannath Swami is Jagannath Swami. He's the Lord of the universe. Even the Buddhists, the Tantric Buddhists worship him as the, their God. So many religious conceptions from all over India come to Jagannath Puri. It's such a famous uh, temple. And Jagannath is, he could fit into anybody's, you know, he's our God. Mm-hmm. Um, Pratapurudra Maharaj, you can imagine that he saw all kinds of worshippers. He had a very strong Hindu kingdom there and the Muslims could not um, penetrate. And so it was a particularly safe place during the Mughal reign rule in India largely for Hindus to come and take shelter. So all types of worshippers, even Buddhists, would come and worship Jagannath Swami, with different ideas of who he was. But when Prataparudra Maharaj saw from the roof top 
Chaitanya Mahaprabhu coming with his associates for Rathayatra for the first time from Vrindavan, excuse me, from Navadweep. Then he asked Gopinatha Charja. Gopinatha Charja was there, Sarvabhumabhata Charja was there. Gopinath was saying, and this one is Nityananda, that one is Advaita, he is like this. This is Nityananda, he is an abode of, of, of Sakyabhav. Mm-hmm. This one is this one, this one is this one. And Pratap said, I have never seen this kind of worship. Mm-hmm. And I believe it must have been, was it Gopinath or Sarvabhama? Sarvabhama said, and Chaitanya Shishti Prem Sankirtan Chaitanya of Chaitanya Shishti Shishti means creation this is the creation of Chaitanya it is called Prem Sankirtan it means he was familiar with Sankirtan but this kind of Sankirtan that caused the Anubhavs dancing and wailing, weeping Hmm. It caused the heart to melt just to see. He had seen every kind of worship in India. But this was another. Like Bhagavad described itself, it's another creation. Prem Sankirtan, Chaitanya Srishti, is his creation. Golokel Premodhan. Harinams and Kirtan. It came from there, and Mahabharu was the carrier. When he saw Jagannath Swami, he saw him wear the feet with a feet with a peacock feather. So he had a very penetrating insight in who is Jagannath Swami. And of course, this was played out day by day, year after year, especially this time of year during the Rathayatra the most esoteric festival within all of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. So, I wrote anyway there, Jagannath Swami presides here. He needs a peacock feather. (laughs) That I'm sending. Don't tell Maharaj. I got to get one from Gopati and Audarya, one or two, and send it over. But there Jagannath Swami presides and his heart is manifest as Swami Krishna Chaitra. Sadunam Hridayam Mayam, Krishna says. Right? That the sadhus are my heart. I am their heart. This is love. Your heart becomes my heart. My heart becomes your heart. My desires become yours, yours become mine. Sarunam Hridayam Mayam. Very nice place, very nice sadhu, and presided over by the Lord of the universe, and therefore completely non sectarian. They even let me in. Jagannaswami <laughs> Vijaya. Krishna Chaitra Swami Gijai. What has it said? 
No bristling shaft of pride, no church or nation, team or tribe. No borderline. No thinking that because that we know and that thinking makes it so. It doesn't go on there. And I found a thirst for knowing there. Right? Thirst for knowing. In the teacher. He knows. Hmm? Understand? He knows. Swami Krishna Chaitra, he knows. He was the teacher. But he had a thirst for knowing. He knows that in this school, everyone is a student forever. Hmm? Krishna is still trying to know himself. Hmm? And then Anurag, every time we see him, he looked like we've seen him for the first time only. Hmm? This is Gaudiya Vaishnavism. It's a very different kind of Vedanta. Vedanta is about being, not about becoming. Material life is about becoming. Becoming pleasured, becoming secure, hmm? becoming dharma uh, moksha, becoming virtuous. Becoming happy. The teacher of Vedanta basically is stop trying to become what you are. You are happy. You are unit of Ananda. You are secure. Sat. You are, you are, you know. You are knowing. Jit. Stop trying to become and be. That is the teaching. But in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, beyond the being, there is a transcendent becoming as well. Hmm? We are not just removing this influence of material nature, hmm? driving us to try to become at the cost of realizing that we are far more than we could ever become by any type of acquisition. Hmm? Less, the less that we are is the more. Right? Hmm? Giving, giving, well, that's another thing. So, not just removing that, hmm? but in Chaitanya Vaishnavism, there is ingress from the other side. Hmm? Bhakti, Swarup Shakti. Hmm? Sudashatva Visheshatma Prima Surinam Sushanyabhak. We are Tatasta. Tatasta means you know every so much is understood in Gaudiya Vedanta by this one term Tatasta. Tatasta. Tatasta means that we have a nature, we are of a nature that lends itself to nurture. And the nurture means that what we are is determined to a large extent by our environment. We want to know what the jiva is independent of the maya shakti. It has never been about a jiva independent of the maya shakti. 
What does Bhaktivinoda Thakur say? Anadi karma bhole bhavanar nabhajale It's been a long summer vacation <laughs> swimming Anadi <laughs> karma in the ocean of material existence it's been a long, long we're a little waterlogged from that. But this is an environment. Maya Shakti provides an environment. What is the result of the jiva being in touch with this environment? A personality. Right? An identity. But in order for us to be tested, there has to be another environment. Right? Because it means it can be on other side, either side. Like the line that demarks the sand from the beach, or the sand from the water, the beach from the water. You cannot put your finger on that. So the jiva is not, is never independent of an influencing environment, either the maya shakti environment, which results in a, in a biological, psychological personality and identity, or the other side, influenced by the Swarup Shakti, that Bhakti is constituted of. And what happens by that influence? Then you get a spiritual personality. You might say, well, what about Brahma Sayuja? There's no Maya Shakti there, there's no Swarup Shakti there. So the Jeeva is existing there. That's why we say, we call that spiritual suicide. Right. What is the point? So, Tatasta Shakti. And in Gaudiya Vedanta, with the, with the ingress of Sarup Shakti, the removal of the influence of the Maya Shakti, that's very easy. If bhakti were part of our own constitution, there'd be no possibility of maya shakti influencing us because where there is bhakti, maya cannot prevail. Yes, we're a unit of consciousness, but we're not, as the tasta shakti, powerful enough on our own to dispel the influence of the maya shakti. But the sarup shakti is powerful enough to overwhelm Krishna. That's what the Vrajalila means. God is overwhelmed there. He's become a child in the hands of Vatsalyabhav. He's become a friend in the hands of Sakyabhav. And so forth. So if this makes ingress into our heart, how easily Maya will be dispelled? That's an easy thing. Byproduct. Primary effect is you get a spiritual personality. Participate in the Leela. It's a transcendental becoming. And that becoming is on, ongoing, very peculiar. Not just giving up the material attempt to become and be, but to be and to further become. Such a robust sense of the self we find in Gaudi Vedanta, such a um, 
also a full sense of what enlightened life constitutes. It's enlightened life, not sleep. Right? So, there, somehow we went from Sadhu Bhavan, Bhavan is non sectarian, no borderline. And no, and no thinking that we know, we've arrived, we know. They're eager for some, even imitation sadhu to come. Do you know that Prabhupada, his father, anything that looked like a sadhu, he would invite him to his house. <laughs> and if he wanted a smoke, he would give him a smoke. He erred on the side of caution. What a samskar he had for Sadhu Sangha. It even irritated Prabhupada. <laughs> These guys aren't sadhus, Dad. No, no, they look like sadhus. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> yes, we want that kind of samskar. We'll be, we'll be, we'll be safe ultimately. We may, we may learn something too. <laughs> we may learn what is a sadhu, but that. We have a samskar. Better to have that samskar than a samskar for avoiding Vaishnavas and thinking, I already heard that. I already know. I read the Bhagavatam. What will I learn? I know. I'm not the body. Hmm. Oh, it's so much deeper than that. How deep is Bhagavatam? I don't want to tell that story again, should I? So, what can you learn from Bhagavatam? I'll tell it very quickly. So, some of you know it, right? Father sent his son to Banaras to get an education. He went, he learned, he came back. Father said, so did you get an education? Yes. What books did you study? This book, this book, this book. Father said, did you study Srimad Bhagavatam? He said, I don't think that was on the curriculum. Father said, then you didn't get an education. Go back to Banaras and study Srimad Bhagavatam. So he went, he studied Bhagavatam, he came back. Father said, so did you study Srimad Bhagavatam? Yes. Now I know why you sent me back. All of the books pale in comparison. And so you understood it? He said, yes. Father said, go back to Benares. He studied Srimad Bhagavatam again. Again he went, he studied again, he came back. Father said, you studied the second time? Yes. Now I understand why you took send me back a second time. Father said, so you understood now, Srimad Bhagavatam. He said, yes, now I've understood. After twice going back. Father said, go back, study Srimad Bhagavatam again. Then he came back, said, you studied the third time? Yes. Did you understand Srimad Bhagavatam? He said, Father, I cannot understand Srimad Bhagavatam. Father said, now you've understood Srimad Bhagavatam. There's an eternal, the life of Bhagwan. Hmm? When you go there, there will be new Leela just for you. Hmm? How many pages in Bhagavatam? As I said the other night, you keep reading, keep reading, keep reading. Suddenly, so one day you'll find a blank page. What is a blank page doing? I never saw this blank page before. And where is it? It's in my favorite part of the tenth candle of the Bhagavatam, where I feel I could, I could, I would like to enter. Why a blank page? And then you understand. Oh, I have to write that page. That's my page. When Gopakumar went to Golok, then a new leela. 
This is the Surup Shakti. It's continually re, re what do they say? Re, rebranding itself, re, re manifesting in newer and newer ways for the pleasure of Krishna. Hmm? And that is what that is what it means to have a, a bhakti swarup. Hmm? And Gopukumar came and a new Leela. And there was a new new member of Radharani's family. He sent him to Sridham's house. You live there. Vishabhanapur on that side. People say, well, if if the Swarup of bhakti is eternal, how can it have a beginning? This is the nature of Srup Shakti. The Bhava is eternal. Sakya Bhava is eternal. Madhuri Bhava is eternal. But it keeps manifesting itself in newer and newer ways all the time. It's existing there like wheat. You can make pancakes, you can make bread, you can make cupcakes, you can make... So many cowards can come out of that. Gopis can come out of that. Different kinds. As it has come to them through Guru Parampara and how they've responded to it with their sincere practice and yearning into course. So there at Sadhu Bhavan, there was no idea that we know everything. We don't need an association. The teacher posed himself almost as a student. So much we can learn from that. Right? You don't think we know. And he invited even an imitation sadhu to come there. Let him in. So the grace of Jagannath Swami and Swami Krishna Chaitanya. He was taking notes with a pen, and I was, you can see, I was taking notes also. I didn't have a pen, but I was taking notes. This is a good place, safe place. There I met an eternal friend, Krishna Chaitra, Swami Kijai. So I had the good fortune to go there and met some nice devotees. We came back again to Breslov. Breslov? Is that? Roslov. Sorry. <laughs> and here we are. So I'm happy to be here with all of you. And um, Namarasana asked me that, could you say something about uh, these uh, Samanarthas? Particularly ones mentioned by Bhaktivinoda Thakur in his Bhajan um, Rahasya. Um, so. Um, I said, Padmanabh Swami, he can speak about that. Mm. So Padmanabh Swami will speak about an artist tomorrow. I think you are scheduled in the morning. Mm. And then I thought, well, I should say something too. So I will, I will do some Leela narrative of different Leelas that could be employed in, uh, in the pursuit of overcoming obstacles. Mm. We'll talk about that. Leelas in, in, in the branch of Krishna. So we, we, I, 
we'll try to explore them just as they are deeply and then you can see how you can use them as you like. There are many ways to use them, employ them in, in as being instrumental in removing the negative. So that's our plan. We'll see. Man proposes and God disposes. So you're all here. You have something to say. You will have questions to ask. You'll have sessions where we open for any question. And um, so you have to give your, play your part, listen well, ask questions. Where it will take us, we don't know, but we're ready to go. Right? So, any question? Yes. Um, so it ties in with what you were saying actually about both um, unity and Gaudiya Vaishnavism and uh, this debate, I guess, over the inherent nature of bhakti or the um, sarup. That's kind of what a lot of people clash with, I found at least, in where we are, because there's a lot of mixed devotees like you have Narayan Raj, Sangha, Iskand, and so on. So um, one of the um, things that came up, for example, uh, arguments, I guess, is that um, the, the nature or the sroop is like a seed that's already there, but it requires the, uh, the devotee, um, the guru, to... It won't grow if the guru doesn't take it out of its cupboard or whatever and add water. Um, and so I was trying to think how we can harmonize those things, because a lot of the, these devotees, obviously, they have faith in these sadhus, um, given this understanding, for whatever reason, various reasons, as we know. So um, one thing I was thinking, and I wondered if you could speak a bit on, and whether it's, it's the right way to think about it, um, is that uh, the nature of the Sarup Shakti, like you are saying, these bhavas are eternal, and um, they're always coming to new devotees to create new flavors and new tastes for Krishna. And so um, could it be said that, in, in a sense, those seeds, that seeds there in the Sarup Shakti that she knows you know, what, okay, this devotee will play his role in this way or her role in this way, or is that a bit? <laughs> well, first of all, the idea of the bija, the seed of the bhakti lata, the vine of bhakti, is a pretty prominent metaphor. And it's, it's it would be confusing to think that you have a seed rather than ones being planted. I mean, seeds get planted, right? So very clearly, of course, explained in many places. Let's take, let's go for a minute to um, say Madhuri Karamani. The whole beginning chapter, which is quite lengthy, of Madhuri Karamani, Vishwanachakvatitakur's 17th century text, um, on the stages of bhakti explains where bhakti comes from. Right? What is the cause of bhakti? So the cause of bhakti is that it, bhakti has no cause. It causes itself. Nothing else can cause bhakti because if it could cause bhakti it would be greater than bhakti. So bhakti is its own cause and bhakti comes to us, therefore, through bhakti. And a particular form of bhakti, a, a prominent anga of bhakti, called sadhusanga. Right? 
So there's in bhakti in bhakti is constituted of Krishna's Sarup Shakti. It's not constituted of Tatasta Shakti or Maya Shakti. The Jiva doesn't have Tatasta Sarup Shakti in, in its constitution. That's not mentioned anywhere in the Gita, the Upanishads, about the nature of the Atma that has Sarup Shakti. The whole Bhagavad Sandarbha about Sarup Shakti, it's not part of the constitution of the Jiva, right? Chaitanya Charitamrita says, the mool, the root of bhakti is sadhasanga. Jiva Goswami, Rupa Goswami explains, Jiva Goswami, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, that the, that the seed of the rati, the bhava, that you will attain, comes through sadhasanga. Hmm? I mean, so, again, the jivas, the Tasa jivas lends itself to nurture. You have the Maya Shakti nurturing you, or you have Bhakti nurturing you. Hmm. So, um, yeah, the seed has to be watered also, but you got to get the seed and it has to be watered. So, um, just to be clear on the point, but there are many things that could be said about it. But, um, but your question is that is, does Bhakti Devi have some plan for every jiva, right? That's kind of your idea. Well, we say that Krishna doesn't because then he would be biased. He gives one Madhurya Bhakti, the other one he sends to Brahma Sayuja. This one, which is another kind of Bhakti, right? It's a type of perfection. This one, well, let's see, we'll send him to Maloka, we'll send this one to Ayodhya, this one. Uh, no. Um, he, he, would be, he would be biased. And he, he can't be biased. Hmm. Um, so, to get around that, then, Bhakti is distributed through by sadhus. Hmm. Bhakti Devi takes shelter of the heart of the sadhu and just, just distributes herself through sadhu sangha. So now your question is, does Bhakti Devi have like some seed conception for every jiva that she's got? Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, mother knows best. <laughs> um, what we know is that we get a certain kind of sangha for like no reason. Hmm? It's called yadrichaya, yadrichaya, causeless. Hmm? Sadhus are not giving bhakti to one person because he looks nice. He's very humble. Hmm? He he's got a lot of money. Hmm? Or any good or good quality or bad, that, that's not why. They give bhakti, bhakti gives herself freely. There's nothing that makes one more qualified for bhakti. Hmm? Bhakti qualifies one. So, so, bhakti gives herself out indiscriminately. And somehow or other, Brahmanda Brahmite Kon Bhagyavan Bhagya means lucky. 
again, yadrichaya, good fortune. Bhakti comes to us in a particular way through sadhusanga. And through that sadhusanga, then as they worship, as that sadhu who influences me by his or her bhav, then naturally I will worship in the same way. I will like the same deity. I will pers- so, as bhakti comes to us, we should acknowledge for some reason, no reason. Hmm? You can say, well, Krishna needed another cow herd. <laughs> yeah, you could say. Gopakumara says, he's telling Janasharma, his disciple, his story. Hmm? Right? And he says, and I entered into Goloka. And one day, Radharani asked me to come to the earthly brudge and to find you and tell you all these things. And I thought, if I do that, I'll miss out on cowherding today. But, he says, I thought, but if I can please Radharani, then that will be more pleasing to Krishna than herding cows with him. So off he went. Hmm? And what did he give Janasharma? He gave him Priyanarma Sakabhav. Sakyabhav. Just like himself. Just like himself. And Krishna appeared before the two of them. And, he, and he, he, that Mathura Brahman, Janasharma, hmm? Krishna paid his obeisances to him. And then he did something he'd never done before. Hmm? He took his own ornaments and put them on him. Hmm? And he became blessed fully and detained fully. The same Bhava as his guru. Hmm? But Radharani sent him. She thought, he needs another cow. I mean, there's a fun, cute way of talking about it, I think. But I think it's best um, to, you know, in search circumstances where some devotees may not be as informed about the tattva, um, in this regard, is to, uh, if there's a um, teachable moment, you can make the points, don't turn it into an argument. It may take time, someone to come to the understanding. Don't, don't create friction. Okay? I'm not saying that you do. <laughs> what else? What's the time? Supper time. Prashad is ready, right? You're going to have Prashad? Or did you already have Prashad? Did you already take Prashad? Some of us. But you didn't. No, I did you did. Okay. Well, I just wanted to speak a little briefly tonight, so maybe we'll end there and we meet tomorrow. And is there going to be kirtan in the morning? We have a program that says that we'll have a morning program. It starts at 7 a.m. 7 a.m. Yeah. RT. Yeah. Okay. And then class at 10 or something like that? Yeah. Okay. Gaur Bhakta Vrindaki Jaya, Gauri Vaishnava Guru Parampara Ki Jaya.
ಶಿಶುಗೌರಾಧನಾಧಿಕೀಯ